Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. So I woke up this morning and, you know, I had a perfectly miserable weekend. And I don't have to share every detail of why it was a perfectly miserable weekend, but the, the day got really much better when I got off the air yesterday. Um, everything that I was concerned about kind of resolved itself. Other people had much bigger problems than me that I was trying to help them along with. And so, you know, when you put things in perspective in your life, you do notice that uh, if everybody in your circle put their problems in the center of the room, you'd probably go back and pick up yours, not somebody else's. And somebody, I don't want anybody else's life. I like my life. But some days, you know, I look at the world around me and I get extremely frustrated and extremely angry. You know, this is one of those days where I have the House of Representatives. Now, you all ask me all the time, well, what can we do? What can we do? I'm going to tell you what you can do today. You got to tell Congress that they should not pass this bill, the 2024 Homeland Security Appropriations Bill, which would dramatically expand the types of jobs that low-skilled agricultural guest workers can perform in fiscal year 2024 by allowing an unlimited number of H-2A visa holders to enter and work in year-round agricultural jobs, not seasonal agricultural jobs as it is under the current law. So in other words, if the oranges are hanging off the tree and we got nobody to pick them up, you're allowed to bring in laborers. But that doesn't mean they get to stay when the oranges are not hanging off the tree. This law would also, this bill would also dramatically expand the number of unskilled guest workers permitted through the H-2B program, which covers all labor sectors, okay? We're talking about any, it would exempt returning workers from the annual numerical limit for the program. So in other words, if you have a, a group of workers that are working for you, each year you're entitled to bring in H-2B workers, okay? And generally, those returning workers are counted. If you have somebody that you liked and you're bringing them back, they are counted in your numerical limit. Not anymore. If this bill has, gets passed, that will not be true. They won't be counted. So now you'll not only have all the returning workers, but in addition, you'll have a whole new batch of workers. These two provisions on their own are harmful to American workers. And the problem in America today is we don't value work. You know, we've told people that blue collar jobs are, you know, you know, nobody wants that. Go to college. Everybody go to college, even if you don't want to go to college, even if a blue collar career is what you, you know, are, are best suited for. You're mechanical, you're whatever the case may be. It's amazing to me how we would continue to bring in this labor. So even though I'm in a good mood today, 
This kind of stuff really aggravates me. And you have to let Congress know that you oppose the fiscal year 2024 Homeland Security Appropriations Bill. These are not needed, these provisions, and certainly not now. Over the past two years, millions of illegal aliens have poured across our southern border, and many have received work authorization through parole or by filing uh, asylum applications. Bringing in more guest workers on top of these illegal aliens is going to oversaturate the American economy with unskilled guest workers. And the result, the result is inevitable. Depressed wages and working conditions, which only makes it harder for American workers to survive in those jobs. You need to call your representative in the House. I'm going to give you the switchboard number, okay? I don't care if you call your representative or my representative or every representative, but you keep asking me, what can I do? This is what you can do. Let Congress, particularly your congressman, know that you oppose. How simple is that? You oppose fiscal year 2024 Homeland Security Appropriations Bill. Here's the number. I mean, everybody says to me, well, what's the phone number? Here's the number for the congressional switchboard. I want you to tie it up. I want South Florida to, to shut down the congressional switchboard today. You know, don't ask me what you can do. And then when I tell you to do something, you go, oh, I'm busy. The number is 202-224-3121. I have that locked in my cell phone. All I have to hit is Congress. It dials it up. I say, I need to speak with my congressman's office. They say, who is your congressman? I say, Jared Moskowitz. They connect me to his office. They act extremely annoyed and bored. I tell them what I have to say. They make a check on a list, which is their required responsibility. I hang up, and then I call the Speaker of the House. I call Kevin McCarthy's office. And then I call anybody who I think is a champion for the right things in this country. Just leave them a positive message. Hey, Jim Jordan, I know you're going to oppose the appropriations, the 2024 Homeland Security Appropriations Bill. I know you're going to do it. I just want to let you know, thank you. Thank you from the American worker. And then, you know, if you're not willing to do that, if you haven't got 20 minutes to set aside to call the Congress, then just accept your fate. Your fate is you have a crisis at your border, the Biden administration's open border policies have created this crisis. Our workforce, our country's workforce, is competing against this mass influx of unskilled foreign workers who entered the country illegally but get work authorization through parole or by filing these asylum applications. They know how to game the system. It's our country. Rapidly processing more foreign workers into the United States is not a solution. It only perpetuates a cycle that depresses wages and makes it harder for American workers to survive in those sectors. You want them to oppose the fiscal year 2024 Homeland Security Appropriations Bill. Did I make myself clear? If you don't know who your House uh, representative is, shame on you. But you can go to the House directory on the internet. But you really ought to at least know that. And you really ought to call them at least weekly. I mean, if I can call them every day, I'm a busy person. But you know what? It's built into my routine. I pray in the morning. <laughs> you know, I have some routines. I pray in the morning. I make my cup of coffee. Uh, you know, I, I do my research. I record some things. And then I start calling congressmen. I spend 15, 20 minutes a day. I called the White House this morning and said, how dare you? 
How dare you invite more guest workers into my country when you've got illegal aliens pouring over? You know, the, the person who took the message didn't really care, but I care. And when enough people care and do something, they can't ignore us. We shut down those congressional phone banks during the 2007 immigration reform bill that John McCain and Ted Kennedy, just look at that unlikely, Matt. Well, actually, this actually makes perfect sense. They had crafted this immigration reform bill, and we said, hell no, and shut down. They didn't, they didn't even bring it to the floor after that. You have power. It's not, it's not a lot, and you can't see it, but you have it. And you have to exercise it. If you don't exercise it, do not come up to me at any public gathering and say, oh, but what do we do? This is what we do. We have a republic. That means we have representatives. That means you have an obligation to let the representatives of your government, of you, know how you feel. And don't say, oh, but they don't pay attention. Guess what? They do pay attention, but they Demand numbers. It's not going to be just some isolated Joyce Kaufman call. But when the switchboards get all messed up, they pay attention. Trust me. We've done it before and we can do it again. You don't want this bill to pass, this appropriations bill. This is crap. This is an insult to the American people. Okay? I'll tell you something else. What's going on at Fox News is despicable. Now, I never tell people, well, you should do this or you shouldn't do that. I tell you what I'm doing, okay? I cannot tolerate watching that station at all anymore because of the way they are operating. And trust me, it is, you know, it has been like cold turkey since they fired Tucker Carlson because I don't watch television. I don't watch and Netflix and Amazon Prime. My husband watches that stuff, so I know what's going on, but I don't. I have too much reading to do, too much thinking to do, too much writing to do. So I don't watch. The only time I watch is if I'm looking to gain some insight or get some information. And I found that Tucker Carlson was an interesting, you know, uh, if you, especially if you record it, you can fast forward through everything that's nonsense. Like I don't care about, you know, the, the chicken lady or anything like that. But when there were things that interested me, he had a great uh, team checking it out. I loved his uh, specials that were on the Fox Nation. I canceled that when he got fired. I mean, this this kind of, the way you're being treated is incredible. When you think about it, we, you and me, took them to the top of the ratings month after month, year after year. We propelled them to the top. And then they did this. They decided that what we were, that they don't like us. That's what it is. For 120 straight weeks, Fox was the most watched cable news network in primetime. If you listen to Matt Walsh on this station at 5, he wrote a great piece in the Daily Signal. MSNBC and CNN never came close, especially in the key advertising demographic, people between the ages of 25 and 54. Fox News was always the undisputed leader. But last week... After nearly two months of declining ratings following the firing of Tucker Carlson, that streak came to an end, and very unceremonious end. Last Friday, Fox News recorded its worst performance in primetime in the network's history. 
just 109,000 people between the ages of 25 to 54 tuned into that 8 p.m. slot, which was Tucker's old slot, to watch this uh, Fox News Tonight crap that they put on there. How bad is that? Let me put it in context. Fox News Tonight was ranked 41st out of all the cable news shows on Friday. That is the time slot, 8 to 9, that used to be routinely ranked number one in all cable news shows. Now, keep in mind, Fox News attracted those 109,000 viewers on a very busy news night because they had just announced Donald Trump's indictment. And nobody cared what the Fox News anchors had to say about the indictment of a presidential frontrunner. That should tell you everything you need to know. This is the implosion of Fox News, and it's not going to stop. Tucker said on his Twitter show on Thursday that, that they fired that veteran producer of his who wrote the banner that uh, criticized, that said, want to be dictator, which I knew was going to start a firestorm when I saw it. That would have, they would have left that banner up three years ago. Now, it, it led to the leaving of the network by that producer. And, and basically, that banner was the most interesting thing that happened in that time slot. And the reason I saw that banner was because the president was indicted, and I said, let's see what they're saying on television. And my husband put on Fox. So this, is, this should remind you of what's happening all over now. Bud Light, Target, or Fox. They don't like us. They don't like what we stand for. They're relentlessly promoting transgenderism. They have, uh, you know, the, the parent company, Fox Corporation, having a pride parade. And all of this just drives the viewers away. This was the network that was once trusted by millions of us. I don't think they can ever recover. And then when I come back from this break, let me tell you what was in an internal document from Fox News employees that tells you just how deep the rot goes and how this is an organization that can't be saved, Fox Corporation, at all. And you have power. Stop saying you know, I'm a victim. That's what the country, you know, is, is saddled with this victim mentality. I am not a victim. I won't watch your damn network. How about that? Pardon my language. Because what you did was tell all the viewers, millions of viewers, it was the number one rated cable news show, you told all of us to go to hell. Didn't care what we thought. You, you are willing to pay the man $20 million to keep him off the air. How despicable is that? I, I just, in my, in my wildest imagination, I cannot imagine a boardroom where they thought this was a good idea. But when you read or hear what I'm about to read to you, the Twitter, the thread that was on Twitter about what Fox Corporation has told its employees when they log into their employee portal it will make your hair hurt, all right? Don't forget to download the 850 WFTL app. That way you have everything right on your phone and visit the website if you want to participate in any of our contests. It's 850wftl.com. 
I'll be right back. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. So it's fascinating. I guess it was the Daily Signal or the, the uh, whatever the uh, Matt Walsh and, and Ben Shapiro, their, their company, or, or it's definitely Ben's. I don't know who else is involved. I know who works for them, but I don't know who owns it. But these are documents that are produced by the Fox Corporation. And then when the employees log into their employee portal, like we have an employee portal, I can log into my Hubbard portal and find out all these things, what they want me to know, what's available, all that jazz. So listen to what they have now. Because, because what it tells you is that the leadership of the Fox Corporation hates you and everything you stand for. They not only hate traditional values, they don't even like basic human decency. In honor of Pride Month, they were encouraging their employees to read literature about glory holes. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to tell you what that is. It's, a, it's so grotesque that I'm not going to say it on the air. But you can find out, or if you don't already know. Fox executives want their employees to learn about that. Now, if you went up to a coworker today, if I walked up to somebody at my workplace, well, here I'm kind of on my own, and I started talking in graphic detail about glory holes, I'd get hit with a sexual harassment lawsuit. But that's what Fox is telling its employees to read. And that's not the only pornographic topic. In addition, they're encouraging everyone at the company to donate to organizations that administer sterilizing hormones to young people, including homeless youth. This is something that on air, Fox pretends is a bad thing, but internally, they're promoting it with enthusiasm. When you pull back the curtain, there's not much daylight between the Fox boardroom and the faculty lounge at UC Berkeley. Actually, Fox is even worse than Berkeley. Fox has gone high tech with its DEI agenda. Some other interesting things that you could find at the employee portal show that they've experimented with an artificial intelligence program that pushes diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. The AI is called Escalera, and it advertises that it can track the progress of organizations towards certain DEI goals. That's its main function. So they, uh, Daily Signal, Matt Walsh, they uploaded the documents and you can check them out on his feed. This comes directly from Fox's employee portal. It's grotesque. They encourage their employees to donate to a variety of organizations like the Trevor Project because it's supposedly devoted to helping LGBTQ young people ages 13 to 24. How exactly does the Trevor Project help minors from 13 to 18? Because in the National Review, they said that what the Trevor Project does is they run a chat room that allows 13-year-olds to connect with LGBTQ adults to talk about sexually explicit topics. It's like a Pandora's box of depravity. There's no age requirement, no verification. 
these these adults tell children in the chat room how to get medications, how to get chest binders without telling their parents so that their parents don't know. One child from an adult, which children could see, began with an adult talking about his urge to masturbate, and it goes on from there in graphic detail. In another chat hosted by the Trevor Project, an adult starts to, I can't even read this. I can't, I can't say it on the air. I, I can't say it. But it's various depraved forms of sex. And then, of course, they say, let give money to the Alley 40 Center. That's a group that takes care of homeless young people. But on their Twitter account, they boast about injecting these young people with cross-sex hormones, hormones that will ster sterilize them. They say they provide life-saving services like hormone replacement therapy for our young people. So they're taking at-risk youth and they appear to admit that they're flooding their bodies with irreversible chemicals. And this is all right out in the open and Fox supports it. You, you know, listen, you have power. YouTube took down the video from the Trevor Group or the Los Angeles LGBT Center, another thing they're promoting you donate money to, took down the video for terms of service violations, but there's screenshots all over on Twitter. Fox is matching employee donations to these far-left groups. How much of your monthly cable bill is funding this crap? And why exactly are Fox executives taking the position that their employees should support the chemical sterilization of minors? Unbelievable. They want their employees to read books like Fairest by Meredith Talisan. That's the glory hole book. It, it's just, I can't, I can't even wrap my mind around how when I said, and it was fully four years ago, it was in the middle of the Trump administration or towards the end, I said, I can't watch Fox anymore. There's something happening. You know, it, it, they, there's something happening. And, and now I know what was happening. The people in charge, they hate you. They don't like you. They think very little of you. They got all the money they needed from you, and now, apparently, they don't care if they lose all that money. Unbelievable, but believable. Defending the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? You know, what is that all about? I, I watched what happened at that Dodgers escapade. You know, they have Pride Night. Okay, nobody objected for 10 years to Pride Night. Nobody said a word. Pride Day, Pride Night, nobody cared. You know, for the most part, uh, I, I don't think that the gay community feels targeted much anymore. If anything, uh, their feeling is that they're being targeted by this transgender movement. You're talking people with same-sex attraction into having surgery to become the opposite sex. You know, maybe they're gay. And maybe what you're doing is telling them that it would be better if they didn't have that attraction, and instead became the opposite. This is crazy. This has gone beyond anything that that I uh, you know, ever imagined. And, and I told you, I said five years ago, I said, it is over. This is over. You know, Chaya Rachik, the founder of Libs of TikTok, had, had posted that she visited the Fox headquarters a few times. On one occasion, I noticed bunches of screensavers with the words Fox Pride in rainbow colors. I remember thinking it was kind of strange. It all makes sense now. Fox has gone 
woke. Don't give them a pass. Don't not. Do not. Do they, do the Fox News executives think this is okay? I mean, since Ailes is gone, they've degenerated, but this is ridiculous. They, the parent company's telling their employees to read pornographic books? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, it, it really, when you say, what can I do? Shut it down. If you're a subscriber to Fox Nation, turn it off. Tell them you, uh, you, you don't want to be a subscriber. There's just so many things that we can do, and we just don't do them. You know, oh, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to watch? What am I, uh, you better learn how to read because the day is coming, and it's not that far away when we won't be able to trust any of those things, any of those sources that we used to depend on. Talk radio is going to have a heyday, I'm telling you that. We're left standing, particularly left standing because people on the left don't really listen to us. There's no lefty talk radio, really, of any significance. I mean, Tom Hartman's about it, Stephanie Miller. That's it, two people. You know, So there's no, uh, no awareness that over here you're getting the truth. We're telling you to call your congressman and fight against the Homeland Security Appropriations Bill. You see... You're going to rely more and more on talk radio because the crap that they're feeding you on these networks is just that. It's lies. It's crap. They're taking down videos. I did a piece on my uh, you know, thought of the day. Robert F. Kennedy and Jordan Peterson in an interview about vaccines. YouTube took it down. Eh, misinformation. Misinformation, my butt. There were some really important things that were said in that interview, which, by the way, is now on Twitter. You know, God bless Elon Musk. It's, it, I know that uh, Zuckerberg is going after Twitter and uh, Twitter's losing his advertisers. You know, Musk is, is rich enough to carry it and give us a place for free speech. So we have, to, uh, we have to support him no matter what. Don't listen to what they're saying about him. This guy's got the only forum for Tucker for lots of people right now where you can at least judge for yourself. Unbelievable. But hey, you ask me what you can do? You know, uh, unsubscribe to Fox Nation, turn that network off so that their ratings are even worse. They're horrible right now. Make them worse. Make them irrelevant because they hate you. They hate what we stand for. And uh, guess what? I will be talking about the Brett Bear interview in the next segment. Stay right where you are. Okay, now... I did not, I did not watch, because I'm not watching it, <laughs> but I did not watch the interview with President Trump yesterday in Brett Baer. First, and, first of all, uh, Brett Baer has always been my least favorite host, uh, if you could call him that. And it's not because I, I think he's an idiot, it's because I just don't like his style. He's not engaging to me. But of course, all I heard about yesterday on other talk radio shows and all over the internet was, oh, Donald Trump's going to be with Brett Baer, and, and Brett Baer is ready to ask the hard questions, and uh, you know this is the first interview since Trump goes arraigned, and all this other stuff. And so now, my first question, and because I wasn't watching it, my first question was the first question that any advisor of Donald Trump should have asked, which is, what is the point of this interview? You know, Why are you going to go on a network that is now um, basically anti-Trump. You know, not allowed to, to, to be pro-Trump on that network anymore. Everybody who was pro-Trump is gone. 
gone. I mean, I don't know, maybe Jesse Waters and Greg Gutfeld don't hate Trump, but nobody on the stations anymore on that station anymore are Trump supporters. And even though Tucker was not a Trump supporter, Tucker was very good at pointing out all the good things about what Trump has done and what he believed Trump would do. Um, and then he would point out the bad things, but at least it was some, somewhat balanced so people could tolerate it, right? Now it's like, you know, they just don't like him. And, ooh, this was a setup. You know, this is what it felt like. I heard I heard Brett Baer on, I think it was Brian Kilmeade's show just before I came on the air yesterday going, well, you know, I'm going to talk about how the Justice Department, how he should have given it back. And I mean, he had this all planned out and nobody seemed to advise Donald Trump to be prepared for it. And then it got kind of like confrontational, which is fine. A confrontational interview, Donald Trump can handle any confrontational interview. I just want to know what the purpose was, what the point was to restore some numbers because if anybody watched it yesterday, that would have been the only thing they would have watched. People like me, and I didn't. You know, I bit my tongue. I wanted to, but I said I'll find out about it afterwards, which I did. And you can read about it anywhere, you know, or you can watch it online now if you want to. But I knew how this was going to go, and I knew that they're not going to give you know Donald Trump a fair break. Nobody is anymore. And that is, you know, he rises to that occasion. You know, the most interesting book, I'm reading a book that I cannot stop. I, I'm obsessed with Josh Hawley's book, Manhood. I, I'm obsessed because the message is so clear in this book. And he does use, a, you know, sort of a scriptural basis for some of his arguments, which works for me. But the message is so clear that the reason we're so messed up and the reason that we, uh, you know, many of us support Donald Trump and the reason the other side hates him so much is because we have been sort of indoctrinated over the last 20 years to think there's something wrong with manhood, that, 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 that you should eliminate any aggression. It's toxic and all this nonsense. But, but really the way the world is designed, the way God designed this, is men are supposed to be leading and fighting the battles. You know, Adam was placed on earth to create Eden, you know, to, to grow it and improve it. And, and he, they, they failed, right? And as a direct result, we keep looking for strong men to lead. You know, God has a way of picking the strangest characters. This is in my opinion, and if you're, you know, if you're into the Bible as I am, then you know it's true. He picks people who, if you look at them, you think to yourself, well, that person, I'm not gonna follow that person. That person is nutty, you know, or the person stutters like Moses, you know, or the person is, you know, just a little kid like David was when he was anointed, right? And a Joshua, you look at these characters and, 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 and you say to yourself, Joseph, and you say to yourself, God picks the most unlikely people to bring his people out of bondage over and over again, over and over again. He's done the same thing over and over again. And look, you don't have to be uh, you know, a genius to figure out that America needs strong leadership right now. I know there are some people who think that's Ron DeSantis, you know, and I know that they'll argue that point and they'll make a good case for him. And I certainly cannot complain about his uh, being the governor of the state at all, you know, but, but they, they cringe at Donald Trump now. 
And the reason they cringe is because he exudes resolve and masculinity. You know, it, it just freaks them out. You cannot be manly like that. It's not acceptable anymore. They're trying to feminize everything. Part of the thing that was in that video that they took down with Jordan Peterson and R.F. Kennedy Jr. was he said that the uh, what's going on right now, let me see if I can find it. Okay, atrazine. I think a lot of, this is what R.F.K. Jr. said. In the interview, he claimed that a lot of the sexual dysphoria America is seeing comes from exposure to chemicals in the water. Now, you would think the left would embrace that. They're always talking about how, oh, you know, you can't drink the water and the environment and the climate and all this other thing. But no, they don't embrace it. They want to shut them up. He says, I think a lot of the problems we see in kids, particularly boys, it's probably underappreciated on that how much of that is coming from chemical exposures, including a lot of the sexual dysphoria that we're seeing. I mean, they're swimming through a soup of toxic chemicals today, and many of those are endocrine disruptors. There's atrazine throughout our water supply, the Democrat presidential candidate continued. Atrazine, by the way, if you put in a lab, if you put atrazine in a tank full of frogs, it will chemically castrate and forcefully feminize every frog in there. And 10% of the frogs, the male frogs, will turn into fully viable females, able to produce viable eggs. If it's doing that to frogs, what do you think it's doing to human beings? He told Joe Rogan last week that, that he believes he might be assassinated by the CIA if he elected president. He said the agency was involved in the assassination of his uncle, the late President John F. Kennedy. He said, I got to be careful. I'm aware of that, you know. I'm aware of the danger. I don't live in fear of it at all, but I'm not stupid about it, and I take precautions. Look, nobody denies that the military, the intelligence community, and John F. Kennedy were at war with each other during his presidency, and that the the intelligence community was trying to trick the president into deploying troops to Cuba and Vietnam. And when he wouldn't do it, they got so fed up with him. Well, at least that's what his nephew seems to believe. And let's not forget that his father was assassinated as well and had questions about the assassination. You know, this is the kind of stuff they don't want you to think about, talk about, or hear about. You're only going to hear about it on talk radio and podcasts. That's it. The media is not going to cover this stuff. They're just not. And this presidential campaign, the media has already declared war on Donald Trump. The intelligence community has declared war on Donald Trump. The, 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 the Democrat Party has declared war. And the Republican Party has decided they're not going to support him either. Okay? So if, if there is anything left in we the people, this is the moment. You know, this is the moment. I don't care anymore. Because it's so clear to me that they hate me and what I stand for. They hate us. They just hate us. They don't like traditional values. They don't like our faith. They don't like any of it. We are a bag of deplorables, a, a, a bucket of deplorables. That's what we are to them. You know, Hillary Clinton slipped and said it out loud. But trust me, that's what the Fox executives think of you. That's what the writers of all the major publications think of you. 
you know, I didn't get to the fact that uh, Hunter Biden is now taking a plea, right? Some misdemeanor charges of tax evasion or something like that. They're not paying his taxes. And, uh, oh, that gun charge, well, you know, they're going to recommend probation. Let me ask you a question. If it were Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump or even Jared Kushner that had those charges, do you really believe they would be making a plea and, and, and letting him walk? Man, they'd slap, you know, uh, leg irons on a Trump. If they had proof that they did that, they wouldn't offer him a plea. Are you kidding me? This is the kind of stuff that we watch. But you're only going to hear about it on talk radio. Thank you, Lord, that I didn't give up this career completely. And that I said, okay, I'll hang in and do an hour. Because, you know, this is going to be the greatest year for talk radio since the election of President Bill Clinton. Okay? This is the only place that you can trust. That's it. You know, and I'll tell you the bad stuff, too. You know, he should have given them the documents. Okay. But that ain't, that ain't sufficient reason for me not to say we are in desperate need of somebody who's unafraid, who's got testicular fortitude. We need somebody who can walk into that job and get busy on day one. And I don't mean just signing executive orders. Get busy. Clean out this swamp. It's got to be drained. And I don't know anybody else who even talks like that. You know, the rest of them just become swamp creatures within minutes. I think this RFK Jr., I think it's something special about him. I really do. I, you know, I, like I said, I haven't, I knew him 60 years ago. I don't know him now. Well, more like 55. I don't know him now, but I'm very impressed. Very impressed. And yeah, he's a little left wing, but half the country's left wing, right? That's a team. Trump, RFK Jr., tell me that that isn't a winning ticket. Uh, listen, if somebody's listening to the show right now and get that message to the Donald, I will work my tail off to get those two elected. All right, stay right where you are. Don't forget, Dan Bongino's coming up at 1 o'clock, Ben Shapiro at 4 o'clock, uh, Matt Walsh, who's going to have a lot to say because he's the one who uncovered all this Fox employee crap. So I'm sure, you know, he'll be talking about that today. And then the WPTV News. So just leave the dial where it is. Trust me, you're not going to get information anywhere else. I'll be right back. All right. So, I mean, there's just uh, so much to do and so much to say and so little time and so, so few people willing to actually do it. But we got to do this, you know. We, we have to fight back because I, I don't want to be helpless and hopeless. You know, and I, I saw a great piece on these uh, big tent ideas. It was like a counter uh, argument uh, whether or not you should support Donald Trump or you should support Ron DeSantis. And both of them make excellent points. And, you know, one of the points that... Uh, Alexander Gray argues about uh, Ron DeSantis, made perfect sense to me. But you know what I think we don't mention enough? And I'm gonna mention them. You know, here's a list of small, never worth mentioning achievements by Donald Trump in foreign policy, because that's where we are today. We got, you know, uh, Lincoln trying to make China friendly, Russia invading Ukraine, and sending nuclear weapons to Belarus. 
Remember that junior varsity team known as ISIS that was brought upon us by the catastrophic foreign policy blunder of the Bush and then it was continued by Obama, right? Remember how they were causing terror in the Middle East and parts of Europe? President Trump let the generals be generals and within the first year of his presidency, ISIS was destroyed. Right, yeah. And, and at the time, he was being investigated and forced to have a cognitive, cognitive test. They don't do that to Joe Biden, who's definitely uh, not doing well. Don't forget when he dropped the mob, the big bomb in Afghanistan. I mean, Tucker was apoplectic about that. So was Ann Coulter. But we didn't hear much from Syria for the next three years, did we? Who can forget little Rocket Man, who was going to lead the Koreans to a sure war? It seemed like every seven years he would get an itch and both parties would uh, try to pay him off, not Trump. Trying to extort money from Trump is like trying to get him to release his tax returns voluntarily. It isn't going to happen. How about uh, the Iran nuclear deal? How about moving the embassy to is in Israel to Jerusalem? It didn't cause chaos like everybody said it would. And then the Abraham Accords, we're not allowed to talk about that. When he promised peace in that region, everybody laughed at him. And it's not perfect, but as long as you have Iran being Iran, it never will be. So when he says he'll broker peace between Russia and Ukraine within 24 hours, is there any reason to doubt that? Russia didn't do any invading during his four years. It's so interesting how everybody selectively forgets Crimea. And then there was China and the tariffs and the predictions of a catastrophic world market fallout. How dare he weaponize tariffs? Well, President Trump did that, and it worked. China wasn't threatening to invade Taiwan. They weren't threatening the world, and they weren't Putin's sugar daddy. And NAFTA, the list goes on and on. What about getting NATO partners to pay up? There has been no better foreign policy president in my lifetime. And I was born in 1953. President Trump is and was a visionary. He knew that the Europe we knew existed no longer and that one of the reasons was mass migration. He knew that we could not have an open border and he knew how to handle brutal dictators that nobody else has ever dealt with. Because of his years in business, he learned that even if it was just for show, these dictators needed to be treated with the appearance of respect. Call him your pal, your friend, it disarms them. The media and the left have always taken him literally, not figuratively. But those brutal dictators were able to read between the lines, and our nation had peace and very little bloodshed for four years. Does anybody really think Trump would have pulled Americans out of Kabul the way Biden did? That's all. I'm just going to make his case, because talk radio may be the only place you get to hear it. So I thank you for your time this time until next time. And my plan is to be back here tomorrow at noon, if it be his will, and he delays his coming. Remember that what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And then, as I always say, because it really does, uh, you know, prayer and, and supplication goes a long way, right? May God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America. See you tomorrow at noon. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.